Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of NBA DFS Today. I am your host, Keith Cork. Uh, we are brought to you by Sports Ethos, of course. And uh, hey, welcome back, everybody. Hey, how's it going? It's been a minute. Um, yeah, I've been very busy with our NBA DFS. Uh, I'm sorry, Fantasy Division and DFS Division. I've been doing, giving out DFS plays as well to our paid subscribers. As well as pickums, I've been doing really hot, really well in pickums. I missed my pickums tonight. Uh, I had a three three play pickum uh, on underdog, and um, unfortunately, I missed by two John Collins points, which is really a bummer. But twelve point five points for John Collins these days, I'll take that any day of the week. I'm actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm feeling kind of generous here. I'm gonna go ahead and just slide you guys. Five of those props as we are talking about these games. Um, as a welcome back to me, because I've been away for a bit. We've been missing some episodes. I apologize about that. I've um, just been super, super busy. Also, if you are interested in, in doing this and being part of our DFS division, hit me up at EthosKeith on Twitter. Please be happy to talk to you about it. Um, but you're here to talk about DFS and to get some uh, you know, DFS um, advice. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to run through the main slate for DraftKings, which is, I believe, nine games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yep, nine games uh, total. Of course, as you uh, are probably aware, and if you've listened to the show before, we will probably be skipping some of them that I'm not super interested in. Um, just, you know, eliminate some of the plays that we just don't, know we're not going to do. And that's fine. We're just going to go uh, roll with it. So... Let's get started here. The Clippers at Washington. Yeah, I do have interest in this game, <laughs> for sure. Uh, anytime the Wizards are involved, uh, I have some interest. I think that's a pretty normal and common thing. Uh, Clippers are 12.5-point favorites, so heavy favorites here. 237.5 is that game total. Uh, I would have to guess that we're going to get some you know, injury news, quote-unquote, from the Clippers here between now and, and when this thing tips off. Um, wouldn't surprise me to see... Uh, somebody on the Clippers, you know, sit out, um, whether it be Harden or I know Paul George has been dealing with some some nagging issues. You know, I'm not going to say that they are 100% are going to, but um, it wouldn't surprise me to see that. So, of course, we need to continue to mind that news, see what's going on. If that does happen, of course, we've got some some value that opens up. I love some Terrence Mann. Uh, anytime that happens, people seem to not want to roster him because they don't see him as having a high ceiling. And that's fine. He's only 4,100. So what's he got to hit? He's got to hit what, like 24 to 25 DK points for us to really pay off that price tag. And, uh, you know, Amir Coffee 3,400. I probably wouldn't go there. But, um, you know, maybe in a, d- a deep GPP, if you really want to take a, a stab at somebody, 
been very quiet this season so far, but he does have the ability to put the, put the ball in the hoop. But let's assume their, their their total health. Let's assume that what we're seeing on the screen here is accurate. They've just got a Vika Zubac out. I still like some guys in this team. I still like Russell Westbrook at 5,700. You know, look, Russell Westbrook is going to be a risky play no matter when you play him. Um, he's going to go boom or he's going to bust uh, these days. And he just doesn't have that usage that's there available to him at all times. But against his old team and the Washington Wizards, in a potential blowout scenario where he might get a, a little bit of extra run coming off the bench, a little bit of extra run while, you know, we rest Kawhi for an extra three, four minutes while we let Russell Westbrook kind of run the show and, and we're, you know, keeping the lead. Um, you know, easy to see him getting to a pretty decent game there at just 5,700. But the guy I like even more on the Clippers is going to be Mason Plumley, And, of course, if you guys know me, you know I'm a big Mason Plumley fan. So this doesn't come as a surprise to any of you guys. Um... But he's been playing very well, uh, which is pretty easy for me to know um, in the in the uh, starting lineup. Thirty two point five is you know DK points against Toronto, and that's what I'm looking at here. You know he had Cleveland and Boston, which are two pretty tough matchups here for opposing centers. We've seen some centers go off against Boston, but you know I digress. Uh, either way, they aren't the best uh, matchups in the whole world. Uh, of course, Toronto is a good one for opposing centers, and now the Clippers. Uh, I'm sorry, the Washington Wizards are also a very good uh, matchup for centers. I mean, they're a good matchup across the board, but for centers to, you know, Daniel Gafford, uh, not necessarily uh, the best defender. He's a good shot blocker. He's not necessarily the best defender in the world. Um, He's not going to get all the minutes anyways. And, you know, just in general, the Wizards just aren't a engaged team. They just don't care. They don't care if they're going to win or lose. Just not really something that they're interested in. So uh, there you go. That is uh, what we're going with there. We're going with Mason Plumley. I like him. Uh, in this game, I was just looking real quick to see if I have any props, and I do. I'm going to give away all my props that I've locked in so far ahead of time right now. And on DraftKings, minus 105 are the odds here. Uh, so I'm doing 1.05 units to win a unit. If you don't know what a unit is, get in our wager pass. We will explain that to you, uh, tell you how to do some proper bankroll management so you don't go bust, and then also tell you how to make a little bit of money along the way. If you're aiming for those big payouts, you're just you're not doing it right. You're you're falling into the trap of uh, just pouring your money into something that's just has an astronomical chance of hitting. Um, so let's teach you how to do it the right way. Uh, come to the wager pass, fifteen bucks a month on SportsEthos.com. But I like Kyle Kuzma here, under twenty two point five points. He's gone under in in over half the games this season of that with that number, and a lot of those misses came against good defenses: the Timberwolves, the Celtics, the Nuggets. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And here we've got the Clippers, who, you know, even if we don't assume that they're going to be entirely healthy, they are still one of the better defensive teams in the league. I would say near top five, maybe a little lower than top five, but I'd probably put them near the top five of defenses in the NBA. Uh, we have a potential for a blowout here, of course. So maybe Kuzma takes an early seat. Uh, if the Clippers come out and just, you know, take it seriously, um, we can expect uh, perhaps the Clippers are up, you know, 15, 20 points heading into the fourth. And we don't see Kyle Kuzma again after the game. So there's a lot of different ways to go there, a lot of different avenues there. But under 22.5 points for Kyle Kuzma, I do like that one. Okay, let's move on, though, to Chicago at Charlotte. Of course, <laughs> of course, I've got some interest in this little doozy here. My Chicago Bulls up against the Hornets, uh, coming off a bummer of a game. I kind of just, they just imploded um, in that fourth quarter, uh, third and fourth quarter, really, end of the third uh, into the fourth. 
And it was really disappointing. But they get the Hornets here, who the Hornets just um, aren't even interested at all in winning basketball games. No one on the team seems to care. Uh, no lot was said about that recently. But I like plays on both sides here. So we're going to talk about both sides. I don't like him on the Wizards, in case that wasn't clear. I guess going against that Clippers uh, defense. Yeah, I just didn't see, even with the pricing, uh, which is pretty pretty low, uh, I didn't see anybody that really jumped out at me. So I would consider those uh, probably fades all the way. Uh, Chicago on the Chicago side of the ball. Oh, let me give you the line here for Chicago uh, in, in the Hornets. Chicago Charlotte. Wow, that's hard to say. Uh, minus 2.5 point favorites on DraftKings here for the Bulls. And 218.5 is that game total. All pretty reasonable to me, I would say. Uh, on the Chicago side of the ball, I mean, yeah, look, I mean, you can play any of these guys, really. Um, you know, it's Charlotte Hornets. Uh, of course, you know, I've been on the Iota Sumo train forever now. No one seems to want to roster him. Let's see, tonight he had how many points? He had 32.25 DK points, which is very, very decent. 4,600 is his price tag. Um, I don't know why people won't roster him. Uh, it's not my favorite, you know, spot here to roster, I had assume, but I think if you need a, a cost saver at the guard position, then, uh, yeah, you rock with him. I think it's great. I've got a bunch, I've gone mid-tier everything. I've got a bunch of 6000 7000 $5,000 guys, which we'll find out here as you listen on. Um, so I'm going mid-tier everything, but if you want to go a little bit more stars and scrubs, pay up a little bit more for like a Nikola Jokic, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, you know, maybe that's a, maybe... It's Dasumu that helps you get there. Uh, another guy I'll point out that's a good cost saver, which isn't necessarily in my lineup, but a good guy I want to highlight here. Uh, Julian Phillips. Julian Phillips at 3,200. Um, played really well tonight in the limited minutes that he saw. He saw 20 minutes. He saw 23 minutes in the game before that. He hasn't uh, you know, had a huge fantasy line just yet, but the important thing to note here is that um, Dale and Terry went down with injury in the game... Um, last night, I guess by the time you guys listen to this, or, or tonight, if you're listening to it tonight. Um, that means it's going to be, you know, you'll probably see Julian Phillips, because there's no Patrick Williams, remember, he's out for two weeks. So you'll probably see Julian Phillips jump into a maybe 25 to 28 minute role, which is kind of crazy to think about, but, um, you know, this kid's got some, he's got some skills, he's got some tools. Um, I believe he shot three of three from distance tonight. Um, three of four, no, sorry, two of three from distance tonight, my bad. One of three from distance uh, in the last game. Um, you know, he's had 20 points over the two last two outings. So the points have been there. The supporting stats have not. But if he's going to, you know, get the 25 to 28 minute mark, and if he can maybe eke out 20 DK points for you at 3,200, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, but of course, my favorite play on the on the Bulls, like, I mean, let's just not, you know, mess with the formula that's gotten us through all the hard nights over the last four years. It's centers against the Charlotte Hornets. Nikola Vucevic is my play here, 7,500. Um, and, you know, look, I, the Bulls want to win this one. The Bulls are going to try to win this one. They're going to go out there and, you know, run their, their starters uh, as much as they possibly can. Um, you know, even if they have tired legs, um, you know, Vuce saw 36 minutes in the last game. I think he's still going to see about 36 minutes in this one. Um, you know, hopefully the Hornets can keep it somewhat close so that the starters have to come in and finish this one out. But... Uh, it's only 2.5 point spread, so, you know, that, that could be very well be what happens here. Um, and I, I love Vooch, so go ahead and lock Vooch in. I think he's a very steady uh, pillar play to, to, you know, base your lineup on. I, I did say I have uh, plays on either side, and on the side I do, um, you know, Miles Bridges has been priced out at this point for me, 8,200. I just can't go there against a, a pretty stout Chicago defense. I wouldn't say Chicago is a top 
10, but they're probably in the upper half uh, of the league in defense at this point. But we do have some Brandon Miller love at 6,600. Had 45.25 DK points in this last game. He's had some really bummer games recently just because the Hornets are so bad and things can get wacky so quick. But he scored near 40 DK points in four straight games before the two kind of wacky games against Utah and Houston. Against Houston, um, if I recall correctly, yeah, it was it was the foul trouble, right? He had foul trouble early on, and then it was a blowout, so he just sat. Against the Jazz, it was not shooting the ball well. He had 18 shot attempts, but 6 of 18 from the field, 0 of 7 from deep. So that we can take, right? I mean, those are fluky. You know, those are fluky things. Um, you know, shooting, of course, is always going to be variable. There's going to be variance up and down. But with the foul trouble thing, that that's a real fluky thing. So um, I really think he has probably, a, I would say, a floor of around 30 DK points and a ceiling of probably near 50 to 55 DK points. So I, I like him a lot at 6,600, even against a good defense in my Bulls. So there you go. Um, Detroit, Cleveland, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just going to pass on this one. This is going to be a skip for me. Uh, I really don't want to go there. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. Um, I just don't see a whole lot um, that's interesting there. Uh, you know, Cleveland's got uh, some guys coming back, so it, that devalues all the rest of their guys who are all priced up at this point because they've been playing without them. They've got Garland coming back, and, of course, Mobley just came back. So just too many mouths to feed at that point um, for me to really even look at any of those guys. And then on Detroit, uh, they're just... You know, who do we trust there? Um, you know, Bojan, sure. Uh, you know, Kate Cunningham, sure. I mean, but now that the Cleveland Cavaliers have their guys back, their defense should climb back to being one of the top defenses in the league. So uh, that's a pass for me. I'm just going to go ahead and fade that game. Um, just to kind of give you an idea. 228.5 is that game total, which is actually higher than the Bulls total. Um, it looks like it's probably the third lowest uh, total on the slate. So, you know... Um, it's, I, I'm, I'm passing. I'm just not going to play it. Okay. Sacramento Kings at the Miami Heat. I'm going to pass on the King side. Um, you know, I don't mind some guys like, uh, you know, Horter's been hot, but of course, if you want to play, I think for me, if I was going to play somebody in the Kings, it'd probably be Malik Monk at 5,500. Hasn't really been relied on recently, but, um, that's what's, you know, the ownership piece of it. We want to get that, that ownership edge. And that's what's what's going to give it to you. That's what's going to help you win GPP. So you know, if you're going to play somebody on this on this King squad, I would probably lean towards Malik Monk. Of course, the main Heat are a very good defense. So um, I don't think they're going to be any of these guys going to be highly owned. So if you want to go uh, pay up for a Fox versus a bonus, I think that's a fine way to go as well. But I personally am not doing it. I just don't feel like I need to take that stab. I feel like there's other value uh, across the slate, and there's other guys I really want to roster. So I didn't go that route. On the Miami side, though, let me say that I love Miami. I think, you know, I'm hoping I chose the right guy or two here from Miami. But ultimately, the Miami Heat are on a seven-game losing streak. We all know about Heat culture. We all know they don't like to lose games. They're ticked off. They want to win. They really just need somebody to score some freaking points for them, man. Their, Their scoring has been terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. So that's why I have Tyler Hero at 6,500. I think Tyler Hero at 6,500 is the route to go here. I think he's going to have, you know, 
um, a really decent game. The last two games, he's seen 18 shot attempts both those games. He just has not shot the ball well. He shot 5 of 12 last game. Terrible. Oh, I'm sorry, 5 um, what am I talking about? 5 of 18. Sorry, terrible. Uh, 7 of 18 the game before that. Terrible. And he still scored 33 and 25.25 DK points respectively. So let's assume he hits more of those threes, more of those shots that he takes. Let's assume he you know, has the, the, the assists and rebounds uh, around average for where he's supposed to be. Let's assume he even gets a steal or a block. And that's a lot of assumptions, of course, but you know now we're tipping towards 46, 47, 48, 49 DK points, right? And uh, now you're now you're cooking, and, and you know it's against the Kings. The Kings are not a good defense. That's their that's their thing. They score, they outscore you. They're gonna outscore you. That's that's about all they're gonna do. So, I definitely like the uh, like Tally Hero here. I like Jimmy Butler. I had him in earlier build of this lineup as well. Jimmy Butler at seventy two hundred. Someone's got to step up on offense. Someone's got to do it. It's got to be Jimmy Butler or Tyler Hero. I could see Jaime uh, Jacques Jr. Being that guy as well, but he's been pretty dreadful since he's returned from his injury. Uh, I just don't know. It's a rookie. Um, I, I, I have trust issues, <laughs> I guess, is what it boils down to. But those three guys, I think, you know, one of those three guys is really going to pop off. I'm going with Tyler Hero ultimately, but I think Jimmy Butler is just a, a slight step down for me in terms of like value per dollar. And then Jacques is uh, JJJ, uh, Jacques is, is, uh, is kind of a tier below. And, you know, I don't mind going to him, but I just, I, I, like I said, I just can't trust it. But he could absolutely pop off. So there you go. But I think with Rogier joining the fold, you know, it kind of takes some of, too much of his usage away. And he kind of, they kind of stepped on their own guy in that way. Uh, and I, I, you know, I think Rogier was a good addition for them, but it doesn't solve all their problems. I think you're going to have to uh, make some more moves here if they really want to be a serious contender. So that's my two cents on that. Um, I don't think I gave you the lines there for Sacramento Kings. Kings are favored by uh, one point, so negative one in favor of the Kings. 229.5 is that game total. Let's move on, though, to Orlando Magic at San Antonio Spurs. And, yeah, I've got some interest here as well. So I've got interest in most of these games. There's just a few that I'm, I'm skipping, to be honest with you. Uh, Magic are favored by five points, and 228 is the game total on DraftKings. And... On the Orlando side, um, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by some of these guys for GPPs, I think. Well, no, I'm sorry. There's one guy I think is a lock. Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner is a lock. A lock. A walk. A lock. I think he's going to be pretty highly owned. I will say that. I think people are going to gravitate towards him pretty heavily. But um, 7000 is his price tag right now, which is just absolutely ridiculously cheap. We saw this guy tilting towards 8,000. Uh, I mean, he was playing very well um, before the injury. And, you know, he's come back from the injury. He's played pretty decently. He hasn't had that game where he's popped off here. This is the Spurs, though. And the Magic, uh, kind of like the Heat, similar to the Heat. You know, they've been struggling uh, without Franz Wagner in the lineup. Um, trying to pull up those standings real quick. But they, I know they've fallen here to... 24 and 23, so just a game above 500 after that hot start there. Um, and, you know, they had lost. Yeah, it's like, you know, they lost 2 1 1, lost 2 1 1, lost 3 1, you know, 1 1, lost 3 1 1 2. Um, you know, they had a bunch of just kind of just slow slide into um, 
the doldrums <laughs> into like the near play in status now. They're only a game, uh, sorry, two game and a half games behind, ahead of my Bulls, which is pretty funny. Um, and, and you know, only about three for what four and a half games. Hope I'm reading that right. Uh, over the uh, falling out of the play in. So the Magic need to win. They're hungry to win. That's why that's what we like to see here. It's what we like to you know one of the edges that we like to kind of attack. And Franz Wagner is only seven thousand. He's a thousand dollars cheaper than what he should be. Going against a Spurs team that is dreadful on defense. Dreadful. One of the worst, if not the worst. So yeah, I, I you know. I think there's every incentive in the world here to play Franz Wagner. Markel Fultz was somebody that jumped out to me at 5,200. I ultimately didn't give him a lineup, but, um, you know, he's starting now, seeding minutes in the mid to high 20s. And he's got the propensity to, the ability to steal the basketball uh, at a high rate. And, of course, the Spurs, I mean, they've got Trey Jones out there now, which is nice. Um... But, you know, he can secure some steals there and then get some assists. And hopefully his shot's falling. You're talking about some some pretty good returns there for, for Markel Fultz as well. So um, I like those two guys the best. Um, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. kind of stood out to me as a uh, contrarian play. I don't, you know, a lot of people are just going to go, oh, he's playing against Wemby. And, you know, and they saw the, the block on Daniel Gaffer. Daniel Gaffer actually ended up with a really decent stat line against him, though. And I think that's going to be a running theme here until he puts on some muscle. But... Um, but I do think, you know, Wendell Carter's got that ability to go off. I mean, he just did against the Memphis Grizzlies for 40, you know, three, 42.75 DK points, but, um, against the Spurs, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be that high of a ceiling, honestly, maybe about 35 DK points or something around there, but I do think it exists. Um, Spurs, I'm, I'm just fading, fading in them. Um, Wemby, yeah, I was riding Wemby when he was down the, down in the eight thousands. Now he's 9,200. So not going to go there. Um, Orlando is one of the better uh, defensive teams. Top near top, they're also near top five. Um, I think they're sixth in defensive rating, if I recall, when I was doing some research here. Um, but yeah, they they are one of the uh, better defensive teams. And uh, I forgot to give you guys some of these props I've been <laughs> touting. Sorry about that. Uh, I'd skip this over this one. I have Tyler Hero over eighteen point five D uh, eighteen point five points over eighteen point five points. That's on BetMGM. Uh, it's minus 120. I bet 1.2 units to win one unit. He's hit the over in 18 of 28 games this season, which is 64.3% of the games. And let's face it, the Kings, like I said, they're not a good defensive team. So uh, he needs some, someone to step up on offense. I think he's going to be hero. So I like, I like hero over 18.5 points. In this uh, Orlando game we're just talking about, Franz Wagner over 18.5 points. I like that as well. He's hit the over in 24 of 39 games this season, 61.5% of the games. And that percentage climbs even higher if you discount the game where he was injured and the minutes restriction he faced when he came back in that first game back. So the Spurs just bleed points to opponents. So uh, I do like Franz Wagner over 18.5 points as well. So Kuzma under 22.5, Hero over 18.5, Wagner over 18.5. And, hey, we're going to double up here. Wendell Carter Jr. over 7.5 rebounds as well. And that's on points bet minus uh, 125. 1.25 units to win a unit. And uh, our projections, which we have as part of our uh, NBA uh, Fantasy Pass, have him projected just short of nine rebounds, which seems about spot on. He's about as stiffy as they come, really, guys. Um, and he really does com- you know, produce these things at a really steady rate. Uh, the thing is, 
if you look at the games uh, at the start of the season before he was hurt, and then the game since he's been reinserted into the starting lineup, he's gone over 7.5 in nine out of ten of those nine out of ten games there. So, um, yeah, so I like it. And uh, like I said, Wemby doesn't doesn't scare me off of that either. So, so there you go. There's uh, four of those plays. I'll give you one more two here before we're over. Uh, but if you guys do like those plays, you like my reasoning here, you like uh, anything you know having to do with sports heat does. Consider supporting us. Um, buy it. Buy a subscription. They are cheap. They get you access to all sorts of fun things. Um, we've got, of course, the fifteen dollar wager pass, which gets you access to the, the wagering division. We've got the uh, just five dollars a month for the DFS pass, which gives you access to our DFS content that you're not getting just over the podcast here. Uh, and we also have uh, our NBA fantasy pass, which is only six dollars a month. Of course, you know that that's coming to a close here, but we still have very helpful things. That help you figure out who to stream and all that good stuff. We're going to be doing some fun stuff in the offseason as well. So uh, you can get all of that bundled together for the Ethos 360. And the price escapes me at this moment. But at moment, but sportsethos.com is where you go to pick that up. So just go do it. Just, just, just go do it. Just go do it. Okay. Uh, Denver at OKC. Uh, man, I am just so inclined to, to, to pass on this one. But I'm not going to. Uh, there are some things I like here. It's on the Denver side. I just don't like anything on the OKC side, so we're going to uh, skip OKC. If you didn't catch that, I skipped the Spurs also. Don't like anything on the Spurs side. On the Denver side, though, um, I did talk about Nikola Jokic at the Open a little bit there. And, yeah, I think 11-3 for Nikola Jokic. If you can get to spending up on him there, uh, I think he's a, ni- a really nice play. Um, you know, OKC, they have a trouble against opposing centers. Uh, Chet Holmgren has had a real struggle as of late. They've been, you know... Kind of taking him off the floor here. His months have been down a little bit, and his production's been down a little bit. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of a, of a mystery for them to solve at that center position. So, uh, Nikola Jokic at 11-3, I definitely think he's definitely in, he's in play for you guys. I think he's definitely a good spend up here. Um, I don't ownership. Yeah, you know, I really don't think he's going to have high ownership. I'll have to double check. You know, when we have all that stuff refreshed in the morning, but um, I just don't think he's going to be that highly owned. Um, just because of the price tag, because it's a big slate. Um, of course, you know, when we're talking about a big slate, we're talking highly owned. I mean, is he going to be double digits owned? Probably. I think so. Probably. Um, is he going to be like 20% owned? I think not. Saying, you know, somewhere around the, the, the 10 to 15% mark, uh, would be my guess, uh, which is still pretty highly owned, uh, on a seven game or a nine game slate. So if he was like eight, seven, eight percent owned, which he very well may be, um, you know, well, let's look at our projections in the morning and, and see how that goes. But uh, 78% owned, um, I think he's a great play. I think it's a great play. So there you go. Um, but I do like Michael Porter Jr. That's my favorite play out of this one here. That's who I've got in my lap right now. Um, 5,700 for this guy is almost criminal. It's very low. I know his production's been low as of late. I'm waiting for him to, to bust out of the slump. I've got him on a, a dynasty squad or two. Don't think I have any redraft leagues. I might, but I don't think I do. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, we've seen this guy go off for for really big games. And uh, this is going to be a high-profile game. There's going to be a lot of eyes on this game. Nuggets at OKC. That's going to be a really fun matchup. So I'm hoping that's enough to kind of kickstart uh, MPJ out of that slump and, you know, get him at least to about 35, you know, DK points for us. And at 5,700, that would be really nice. That would be really nice. So... That's what I like in that game. Um, we've got three more games here, guys, so bear with me. Dallas at Minnesota. I've got, I mean, we've got to talk about this one, 
right? Because for Dallas, if you haven't been paying attention at all, and if you haven't been, go to the blurb feed, sportsethos.com. We have a blurb feed. It's free. We have all the news breaking down, broken down from a fantasy standpoint on our site. It's ridiculous if you're not following it. Um, Roto World, you know what their blurb feed looks like. Ours is better. Better. Many times better. Anyways, uh, Dallas Mavericks, um, no Luka Doncic, no Kyrie Irving. Probably no Dante Exum. Um, and who am I missing here? Oh, no no uh, Derek Lively. And probably no Derek Jones Jr. either. So, everybody's out. Yay! Tim Hardaway Jr., 6,000. Yeah, go ahead, smash him in. Uh, Minnesota is still the top defensive ra- uh, team in defensive rating. Still a very good defense. But... That said, I mean, he's going to jack up shots, right? And I guess the way I look at it is, you know, if he shoots up 25, 30 shots somewhere in that vicinity and he only connects on 33% of them, he still puts up, he's not going to bury you. At 6,000, he's just not. If he hits a lot of them, like he did in the last one, he laid 11 of 17 shots. He only took 17 shots, which was kind of crazy, but um, they they had, I mean, Luca was in there, obviously, of course, so... But if he does hit a lot of them, he had 51.5 DK points in that last game. I mean, he he could go off for 70 DK points. I mean, this guy does have that ability to do that because he just has not never seen a shot he doesn't like. Like, he's he's open as soon as he walks out of his car in the parking lot. This guy is insane. So Tim Hardaway Jr., I think he's locked. Um, moving down, uh, Josh Green, 4,500. Yeah, like him a whole lot too. Gene Hardy, 4,400. Yep. So I think, you know, any of the guys that can kind of bring some scoring here, because that's really all they're going to be able to do. Um, their defense is probably going to be trash. Let's be honest. So they're going to try to outscore the opponent, and I would really just focus on those three guys. Don't go hunting for these $3,000 guys. I mean, like Omax, is he going to... He's 3000 Prosper is, you know, he's not going to score a lot. Um, I don't know if he's even going to in the game. We got Seth Curry at three thousand. I mean, that's interesting, but I, no, I just can't can't trust that. Kleba at thirty five hundred. I mean, Kleba, he's floor play at, at best. And just none of the other guys on this team, and they they suck. They're just bad. I mean, I, I would I don't know if they're even gonna maybe add some names to this because they're gonna have to add some ten day ten day guys to just kind of roster an actual team. I don't know. Um, but I would focus on the three guys I mentioned there, which would be Jaden Hardy, uh, Josh Green, and Tim Hardaway Jr. I like all three of them. I like Tim Hardaway Jr. a whole heck of a lot. Get him in. He's a lock. Um, as far as Josh Green and Jaden Hardy, they're they're same similar tiers. Right? They're, they're the same. And, um, you know, I would heavily consider them, but I wouldn't consider them locks. Uh, on the Minnesota side, you know, and you, I think for sure, if we get the news that Mike Conley's out, you can go to Nikhil Alexander Walker again. That's a really, really solid play. Um, outside of that, I mean, I just how competitive can this game actually be? That's a question, and I just, I just don't think it's going to be very competitive. So I, I'm probably not going to end up with any T Wolves. Uh, Pelicans in Houston. It's going to be a skip for me. I don't see anything. At all, any angle that gives me any kind of edge. It's a nine-game slate. It's a skip. It's a skip. But Phoenix at Brooklyn. Um, 
and actually, sorry, I forgot to give you the. So Dallas Mavericks are thirteen point five. Or I'm sorry, the Minnesota Timberwolves are thirteen point five point favorites, two twenty four point five in that game. Phoenix at uh, Nets is uh, three point five point favorites in favor of the Suns. Two thirty three is the game total there. And uh, you know, I'm wary to play any of the stars on the Suns. They're all healthy. Um, Nurkic is back. Um, they kind of are what they are. I know we've seen Devin Booker going nuclear recently, but but the Nets, you know, they have the bodies to slow people down. They've been an underwhelming defensive team this season, even though they've got the personnel to do it. So, um, you know, if you want to play a Booker or a Durant or a Beal, um, you know, more power to you. I don't I don't think there's a problem with that. I struggle to go anywhere below that. Um, you know, Eric Gordon or a Drew Eubanks or, you know, we can't do Eubanks anymore because Nurkic is back. Nurkic, I, I'm not really that interested in against the Nets, uh, against Nicholas Claxton. So, you know, one of the stars, sure, if you want to, go for it. Um, on the Brooklyn side, though, that's where my, my interest lies. And it really all boils down to Ben Simmons, 6,200 for Ben Simmons. Um, you know, near triple-double in 18 minutes in that first game back. 10 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists. If you didn't follow or catch that, that's what happened. Um, and you know what I'm hoping for, and he's missed 38 games a season with that back injury. And what I'm hoping is that, you know, this means he's, he's fully back. If he's close and back to what he was in Philadelphia, man, that's going to be, um, an incredible boon for the Brooklyn Nets, first of all, in real life. And it's going to be uh, a huge value for us in DFS until he gets up into the, you know, seven eight nine thousand dollar range he's not interested in shooting he's not going to shoot the ball outside of dunks and wide open layups and runners and all that kind of good stuff and in transition he's just not going to do it so his points are, are never going to be that high you're hoping he hits 10 points but the assists and the rebounds are there and they're going to be there and we're playing in DraftKings. this is a draft we're talking about DraftKings on this show and with DraftKings, you get a bonus Right, for double doubles and for triple doubles. And for that sole reason, that bumps for me, Ben Simmons, into the play. Uh, you know, play pool. I mean, I gotta play him. Is he a lock? No, I don't think he's a lock. I think, you know, he's very hard to trust. I think he could get in for 15 minutes and get injured again. Now, I'm hoping, of course, that his minutes restriction is lifted a bit. He had 18 minutes. I'm hoping he gets something like like 25, right? We get news that it's a 25 minute, minutes limit, and that's fine. I think for 6,200, 25 minutes, uh, Ben Simmons, if we can get 22 20 to 25, I think that's fair. Um, If we get news it's a 20-minute time limit, I probably, I ax him. I'm probably taking him out. I'm going to go to like someone, like I said earlier, like a Marco Foltz or uh, I can't remember who else I had in there before, but um, point being, it's all it all boils down to that. So hey, like I said, there's a, a, a news feed on our site, sportsethos.com. Go there, it's free. But until further notice, I do like Ben Simmons. That's gonna do it for us, guys. That is our show. I am Keith Cork. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't give you my last my last prop. I you almost let me go without doing that. Okay. Rudy Gobert under 13.5 rebounds. We talked a little bit about that game against the Mavs. They're playing against uh, the Mavs C-Squad. It's minus 102. It's on FanDuel on 1.02 units to win a unit. Uh, the Mavs are just sitting everyone. And 
the Wolves should be able to put them away early. Gobert has gone under in 9 out of 13 games where the Wolves have won by a 15-point margin or more. Now, he's gone under in 31 out of 46 games in total in the season, which is a very nice percentage. But they've got to have some difficulty getting out for that game against that Mavs squad. So a blowout's going to earn him, earn him an early seat. But if the Wolves struggle, that's probably, or they're, or they're losing, that probably means that the Mavericks are making shots. And if the Mavericks are making shots, there's no rebounds to be had. So I think there's a, a lot of good angles here um, for us to get some get an edge on the books. So under 13.5 rebounds for Rudy Gobert. That is going to do it for us, guys. That is it. I am your host, Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at EthosKeith. And uh, please do follow the show at EthosTFS. Go to SportsEthos.com and get those subscriptions. And hey, until next time, everybody, go get that money.